Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. I have a, a short word to share with you guys before we break up into small groups. And before I do that, um, I want to pray over it. Because this morning when I was praying, as you know, this is typically a life group night. But this morning as I was praying, I kept getting a just a prompting from the Holy Spirit to share um, just a short word with you guys. But I, I want to do justice to what I feel God has put on my heart. And, and I need His grace to do that. Um, I don't want it to just be words I'm reciting. I, I need Him to anoint them. And so Jesus... I humble myself before you, God, and I ask that you would anoint this, this, this message. I ask that you would anoint me, God, to, to preach and teach what you've given me. Lord, I don't take for granted that you've entrusted it to me. And God, I don't want to get in your way. I just want to be used as a vessel, Lord. God, I pray that you would anoint the ears of those who hear several times in your word. You say, let them who have an ear hear. And God, I pray you would anoint their ear to hear what you have for them tonight. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You guys can stay standing or sit. It doesn't really matter to me. However, you hear and focus and concentrate better. Um, in Psalms 37, we're going to start in verse 3. But before I start, I want to say that this word that I'm going to share is going to be something that you have to remind yourself and you have to renew your mind with for the rest of your Christian life, for the rest of your walk with Jesus. You have to remind yourself of this. Um, you never outgrow this word. In Psalms 37, verse 3, it says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture." delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart commit your way to the Lord trust in him and he will do this you know when we don't trust the Lord it's it's the same as us taking matters into our own hands it's, it's like us saying hey God get out of the way I got it get out of the way I got it I don't I don't need you in this area now, the only problem with that is when we read Proverbs 16, verse 25, when we start doing things our way and we don't rely on the wisdom of God and we don't seek the Lord and let him give us the desires that, that he wants us to have and which th that'll lead to us actually receiving those desires. When we don't do that, it says in Proverbs 16, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. And so if it's not God's plan, it, it, it won't it won't hold up. If it's if it's our plan and we're really seeking the Lord, our plans aren't aren't what's going to stick. God's plans are what's going to stick. And so too often we'll start off trusting God. You know, maybe that that's when you got saved. Maybe maybe you got saved and you were at a place of total surrender. Really, that's the theme of this word tonight is just surrender. Maybe when you gave your life to Jesus, you surrendered. You totally surrendered. But maybe after a little while, you, you quit surrendering and, and he's just your savior, but he's not your Lord. And that's not the same thing. And sometimes 
we can get that confused or we can forget that, you know, and I know that's true for me and I know that's true for everybody. We can forget that, that he needs to be the Lord of our life too. And so here's the thing, when, when we're in a place of surrender, he'll give us a desire. He'll give us a desire in our hearts in that season of surrender or delighting in him, like it said in verse four, delighting in him, seeking him. And when we have a desire that's from him, the only way we can accomplish or receive that desire is by his grace. And sometimes that's not an easy road. And normally we'll, we'll, we'll get something like that and then difficult seasons will come into our life. And, and we'll go into like a panic, you know, or we'll, we'll lose patience in the process that God might have us in, you know. And a lot of times it's during that, those moments of being impatient that we'll pick it up and we'll stop trusting the Lord and we'll do that thing to where we say, you know what, God, I got it. I got it. But that's why if we look back at, at, at verse 5 in Psalms 37, verse 5 says, commit. That word commit means commit. It means you have to commit your way to the Lord. When he gives you a desire, when you're in that season of seeking him with all your heart, you have to make a commitment to God. And that's tough for, for us to do. It's tough for me to do. I, I'll humble myself before everybody here. It's, it's hard for people to do that. And it's increasingly harder as our generation goes on because we're, we're in a I want it now generation. You know, if we want to know if a movie's out right now, we can pull up our phones and look at it. If I want to know how much, I don't know, a new CD is at Walmart or anything I can everything is at my fingertips everything is at our fingertips and so we forget that not everything works that way in the kingdom of God and so there's also a, a thing about the, the, the generation and the time that we live in that uh, it, you know if, if it's broken or, or if it needs repair we just throw it away and we get a new one you know we see that with friendships if we get in an argument or if we we have a tough time with a friend we just throw the friendship away we don't work on it you know and as you get older the bad thing about developing a habit like that is that starts to to work its way into maybe a marriage to where you don't work on things and and the worst case scenario is that that's how your relationship with God is when when you seek God with all your heart and he gives you these desires but then a hard season comes or a tough time comes we we quit on God we give up on on God and we quit surrendering and we lose patience. But let's look at second at second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. It says, "The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you." So he's patient with you. He's patient with me. You know, the reality is that so many of us take things into our own hands because we're impatient. But the whole time God's the one being patient with us. He's the one being patient with us. He's perfect, and he knows what he's doing. We're not perfect, and we don't really know what we're doing. You know, those of you who are 16 in here, this is the first time you've ever been 16. You've never been 16 before, and so you've never done this before. You know, for those of you who are 20, same for you guys. You know, 26, I don't know what it's like to be 26. I'm fixing to learn, but I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and that's going to be for the rest of our life. But God knows. He knows. And so that's why it's important we, we, we seek him 
know, the reality is that if God would bless us with the things that we'll get ahead of ourselves with, a lot of times the things that we're impatient with, the things we quit surrendering to God, that might be a relationship, that might be a goal, you know, um, you fill in the blank there. When we quit surrendering, if he would just bless us with what we're wanting, before he's he's done the necessary work in us to sustain that blessing we we'd encounter the biggest heartbreak of our life we'd encounter the biggest heartbreak of our life an example would be let's say a, a 10 year old kid loves cars and he demands he wants a mercedes now right now and he he stomps his foot like we do sometimes and his parents gave it to him or, or better yet he took it into his own hands took mom's keys jumped in the car what would happen he'd wreck this nice mercedes mom might have a plan that when he turns 16 he's gonna get that car but he takes things into his own hands before he's before he's not even ready for it and he ruins the blessing he ruins the blessing and so we can do that with god we can do that with god See, we think our ways, especially when we're impatient, we think that our ways are are better. And that usually comes from a lack of surrender. It's whenever we quit surrendering that that we start to try to do our own thing. Isaiah 55, verse 8, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And so, you know, in closing, the reason the reason I felt necessary to say this is, you know, I'll share with you guys over the last week, really not even seven days, I've had I've had the blessing of, of running into a few friends of mine, um, and I'll share a detail in, in the, the the series as I as we keep going in the series we're in, but. You know, three different friends I haven't seen since high school. That was eight years ago. Um, one of them I ran into was the last person in the world I think would be a Christian. And I was probably the last person in the world they thought would be a Christian. Um, not probably, for sure. And, um, and they're a Christian now. And we couldn't believe each other. We couldn't believe it. And that, that, that was the first person. Person A, let's say. Person B... Person B I ran into um, actually they texted me out of the blue and said, "Hey man, I, I see I see your lifestyle, and um, I grew up a lot since the last time you saw me, and um, I'm having a baby, and I don't want I don't want my child to to go down the same path that I went down and that you went down, and so I'm really interested in Jesus. I'm really interested in Christ, and I want to know more about Him. That's Person B." And then I ran into person C yesterday. They're still living the same way that I was living before I found Jesus, before I came to know the Lord. And it reminded me. I've been removed from that for so long now. It reminded me of what it was like to take things into my own hands and not be surrendered. And it caused me to reflect on myself and say, man, God, have I even done that? Maybe even just a little? And I was surprised at what the Lord showed me. You know, I'm standing up here in front of you guys as your pastor, and the Lord showed me, yeah, you've done that. You have. There's been areas of your life that you quit surrendering in because you lost patience. And I'm I'm not going to fight you for it, 
but if you'll surrender again. So I had to repent about that in each individual area. And I'm telling you guys, we all have to do that for the rest of our Christian walk. We're going to have to do that. We're going to have to do that. So tonight we're going to do that. If some of you guys, if you just close your eyes, we're going to we're going to do another worship song. And I'm going to have some altar workers come up here. And um, I want to take time to do that. Just close your eyes where you are and let the Holy Spirit convict you. Let him let him prompt you. Let him tap on your shoulder. And um, if the Holy Spirit's stirring you when I ask these questions, I want you to respond. So altar workers, if you could come up while I ask these questions, you know, maybe you're in here and you're hearing you're hearing all this. And I might say, hey, is there an is there one thing? Maybe there's that thing that you say, God, you can have anything in my life. You can be the Lord of my life except this one thing. And you got that that hidden behind your back. Like there's this one thing you won't let the Lord have. You know, that's usually the thing that's holding you back from the desires of your heart. That's usually that thing. Or maybe you're in here and maybe you'd say, you know what? I I, might have got saved one time, but I, I I don't know that I've maintain that level of my relationship with God. I don't know that I've stayed surrendered to God. You know, what I saw in all my friends was one of them surrendered, the others interested, and the third one is just like I was. They settle for the cheap counterfeit that the enemy will sell you right before God will bless you. Right before. You see, God, what God has for you is better than anything in the world that the enemy could give you. And a lot of times, the enemy will try to sell you a cheap counterfeit. It's not the real thing. It's close, but it ain't the real thing. And it'll keep you away from the blessing God has for you. If while I'm talking, if that's you, we're going to start to worship again. I want you to just be bold. I want you to come and stand with somebody. Come and pray with somebody. God uses people for people. He'll give people a word for you that you might not have. Maybe he'll, he'll confirm something you've been praying about. Let, let, give him the opportunity to speak to you tonight. All right, guys, I'm going to pray one more time, and we're going to start worship. Jesus, I pray that you would do your thing, God. I pray that you would just move around this room. You'd stir hearts. God, that you'd bring to mind areas of surrender or areas of a lack of surrender, places we need to surrender more, God. I pray that in Jesus' name, amen. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram.